0: What is up, my name is Kevin and I'm an online fitness coach who helps men in their 20s lose weight and get asked for the first time through mindset, nutrition, and training. That's enough about me. Let's get right into today's episode. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Live Inspire podcast. Today, I talk about things I wish I knew as a beginner. These are things that will help elevate you to the next level. If you're not a beginner, someone's intermediate and you're making these mistakes... I guarantee you, if you apply what I tell you afterwards, you will see tremendous results. So listen up. What is going on, you BL people? It is Monday as of July 11th. as this recording of this podcast. So today, I'm going to talk about what I wish I knew as a beginner. I'm going to be going over three things, and these things will dramatically help you out if you really apply them. So listen up. The first thing we're going to go over is going to be don't do different exercises every workout. All right. So you'll have a little backstory to this one. So a lot of people, when they go in the gym itself, a lot of people come to me or when I hear them have consultations, they pretty much go with whatever they feel like when they work out is let's just say the normal work in like uh, arm day and they just kind of make up the exercises as it go. Maybe they choose like four different bicep exercises, four different tricep exercises, do three sets, maybe like ten to twelve to fifteen for each exercise, or kind of vary that one up. But they basically just go in every single time. It's like whatever they feel like, or they see a new exercise on TikTok and they're like, "Oh shit, I'm gonna try that one. I'm gonna do this one." And then next time they do a different one, different one, and then they kind of just rotate through. Now, obviously, that's gonna get you some results, especially as a beginner, because any stimulus where your mouth because your muscles, you know, are not used to that stimulus before. Is gonna improve, right? So it's a new adaptation. Your muscles are going to be like, oh, okay, we need to grow from this new adaptation. if you guys really want to maximize your results itself, these are things that you should be doing in place. And I guarantee if you guys do do these and apply them, you'll see exponentially greater results. Because I didn't make, I could have made so much more progress if I applied these when I was a beginner. So don't do extra different exercise every workouts. Now let's just say for a chest day, right? This is how it kind of be, could be like. So if you have like two chest days in a week, right? Uh you should be doing like that chest days, like the two. I'm gonna call them a chest A and chest B. And that's how we kind of program them. I would do like a push A and a push B because I like to use that split self and like a pull push leg split. But let's just say example chest day A, chest day B. So you have a set exercises for chest day A, set chest exercises for chest day B. So you're gonna do those for like eight to twelve weeks. Now going to stick with those exercises maybe it's three exercises for each of those workouts themselves maybe it's like four sets each or three sets right so you could choose the same movements though and what you're focusing on though is going to be progressively overloading those movements now in a foundational standpoint of hypertrophy right you're not going to really know if you're able to grow that muscle most efficiently if you're not doing them like more weights or more reps, right? Because your muscles, they wanna respond to a new stimulus, right? You have to give it a reason to grow. If you keep doing the same amount of weight or the amount of reps, well, guess what? It's not gonna really have the adaptation to grow. There's no reason for it to grow. So the best way to do that is having those set exercises, right, in that set rep range. So each time you go in, you track your workouts and then you're trying to beat those numbers. So that way you can know if you're beating those numbers, and let's just say well, you're not being those numbers even in terms of weight and reps, then maybe you have to adjust something in your life. Maybe it's maybe it's, actually maybe it's the volume amount. You're maybe doing too much for the amount you can recover from. Or maybe it's just sleep-wise that you're not really sleeping while well, you're sleeping too little. Maybe you're waking up too many times when you sleep. Maybe it's a diet side of things you're like not really feeling yourself properly, right? Or uh, not having a pre-workout meal, post-workout meal, and you're just kind of eating whenever, or not eating at all. So there's small little things you could change around that. So, you could really have that set performance indicator. That's what we're going to call it. Your workout is your performance indicator that's going to dictate results, right? So, your diet really kind of helps you perform in that aspect and can put you in a calorie deficit or surplus or maintenance, which can dictate the direction that you really want to go to either shredding that body fat, um, maintain what you have right now, and hopefully lose fat and gain muscle, given that super, super small like a deficit or a surplus in some situations over there, or it's in that surplus situation where you're okay getting a tiny bit of that, but maximizing that muscle growth potential. So that being said, doing the same exercise movements is gonna help out a lot, right? But your mind focus is really gonna be um, improving those lifts in terms of your number side of things. Maybe it's informed too as well, because maybe you just started doing that exercise movement. It's your first time, so you could really focus on the form. All right, so next one is gonna be, you cannot out-train a bad diet. Now, you might see some professional eaters out there. I know it's like Matt Stoney, Eric Electric. So they don't eat like that every single day. If you watch like behind the scenes stuff or when they really explain it, all the other times they're not doing the food challenges, they eat very, very healthy, right? They usually eat a lot of salads, uh, high protein diet, and they exercise a lot, right? So they don't eat like that every single day. Usually um, they have a very high volume foods. So what I mean, uh, that is a lot of, Physical food for very, very low calories, like a salad could do that, right? If you have, like, pounds and pounds of salads uh, and some chicken breasts might be, like, 200 calories, right? But the amount of physical space and how it would make you feel full is the one of the reasons why they able to expand their stomach. I expect and eat more food when it comes to calorie-dense foods and do, like, those calorie challenges and make it seem absolutely absurd, right? Crushing, like, 10 pizzas or something like that. So with that being said, you cannot understand a bad diet. I know Eric, the electric specifically, if you used to watch him all the time, he does like bike rides and like super long ones, I don't know, like 40, 50K, 60K, right? But even if he did that itself, yes, you could burn a tremendous amount of calories. Now, eating back those calories is actually a lot easier though, right? Then that aspect, when you compare like, let's just say uh, a slice of pizza, right? That's like 260 calories kind of roughly, like that's referring to like a Domino's large pepperoni slice. and that's pretty much like 40 minutes on the treadmill at like a walking speed like speed walking of like 3.5 and maybe an incline of like eight right so it's pretty sad on that reality over there yes your body's burning calories pretty much no matter what but in terms of out training a bad diet because training why of things that's we're talking about yeah no it's not going to really happen itself um if you ever try to watch let's say it's ten thousand calorie challenges but then you try to watch the to eat 10,000 calories and burn 10,000. Oh, like they go on forever and forever. I don't think I've ever seen anybody actually complete that, but like it's very, very hard to train on a bad diet. So, last but not least, is weight training every day is not going to be optimal. Actually, not the last one, but this is one of them. The second last weight training every single day is not going to be optimal. Now, having rest days, active recovery days, they're absolutely fine. So, instead of of weight training-wise, and putting your body through that stress, going for like a walk, a jog, maybe a hike or something like that I don't know, even biking side of things, doing some cardio, absolutely fine. Weight, but weight training itself is going to cause systemic fatigue, right? And especially if you guys doing a lot of compound lifts, that's going to cause a lot of stress in the CNS system. Um, when you want your body to recover, the ultimate goal is progressive overload, so doing more weight. Or reps than you did last time. Those are just two variables. And that's gonna dictate your muscle growth, right? So if you're not resting enough or your body's not able to recover from that, and you keep doing the same amount of weights inside the gym and not really progressing in the amount of reps, then that could be an indicator, right? That you're not recovering enough. So weight training every day is not optimal. Uh, believe me, I used to do it seven days a week. And then at one point I thought more was better too as well. Uh that is another point, and more is not better. I used to train, we train seven days a week, twice a day when I was in high school, because I wanted to do it as much as I could and I want to see the best results right so train once uh in the morning and then once after school right so I'll train like two different body parts so it'd be like a chest in the morning shoulders in like the afternoon and then same thing like uh, every single day right legs and like on arms uh I always do like one body part back and like shoulders right so I always always do that before but it's actually not optimal now you will see results, like I mentioned, especially when you first start working out, cause it's new stimulus, new stress. But if you want to optimize results and also feel better too as well, cause now I look back at it, I had signs of overtraining a lot. Like I got a lot more sick. Now I can't even remember the last time I got sick, It's probably like four, at least like four years ago now, but I used to get sick like all the time. Uh, stuffy nose too as well, runny nose, and just like a little more tired. My sex drive was really low too as well. I found I had low T. But like, those were all signs and it can affect that because my recovery wasn't there. And especially how hard it's training, how much I was training. And I was trying to bulk too as well, just try to pack as much muscle, right? Cause who doesn't want to do that? And now I took it to the extreme where I'm like, I'm gonna literally do whatever the fuck it takes. So, so weight training every day is not optimal. Rest day is absolutely crucial, right? Now, deadlifts are not necessary to grow your back. Deadlifts are not necessary to grow your back. I always thought this when I first started working out is like the bench, deadlifts, and barbell squats. Now, none of them are necessary to really grow up the muscle cells, but deadlifts specifically and nail on this little point are not necessarily to grow your back. One, it's primarily going to be a hamstring glute um abdominal exercise. So work that more. And now, if you really want to emphasize those even more, hamstrings and glutes, I wouldn't do deadlifts, I would do RDLs so or remaining deadlifts because they take out a, a little bit more tension off those back muscles. Um now, Deadlifts definitely worked a lot of muscles in general. So let's say if you're short on a time crunch, a uh, 30 minute workout, they could be great, but like necessary to grow your back, absolutely not. I, my back grew so much more when I actually stopped doing deadless, uh, because they don't really target the muscles that much to an extent. So like you're, if you think about it too as well, your arms are locked in your place. You're just pretty much hinging at the hips. Uh, yes, your lats are engaged, but like it's not, not getting the full range of motion, but the contraction and the lengthen and shortened position, right? So those are pretty much better for actually growing your muscles. So with that being said, deadlifts are not necessarily growing back. Now, more is not better. I kind of tied into this one a little bit earlier on, but let's just say more is not better in terms of sets, reps, right? Now, what I mean by this is when I was first started working up to as well, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do every single exercise, that like i know and i kept adding on to that adding on to that adding on to that so when i find an exercise i would add on to the routine add on to the routine team. The then i would have like you know like 15 exercises and then i would do them all and then for sets wise too as well i, I always started off with like a minimum three then did like four then did like five sets for each so it's was just like adding on to the total volume which i call junk volume because it was Amount of sets and the reps I was doing wasn't really doing anything to my muscles except just further fatiguing them. They weren't really causing that metabolic stress I need to really further grow my muscles. You're just further fatiguing my muscles even more, and I couldn't recover that for the next workout session. So more is not better. There's a cap. There's upper threshold limit, right? Just like your car itself, um, there's like a red line. That's like your upper threshold limit, right? So if you kind of always in that red zone over there, uh, then you're probably gonna break down the engine, right? So your body your car doesn't want to be in that zone redlining it wants to be somewhere lower you have to find that kind of middle ground hopefully that makes sense over there now generally that's like 10 to 20 sets per week or 12 to 20 sets per week per muscle group right so let's just say you did a chest day you could do like six sets on chest day a six sets on chest day b or you get like 10 sets, 10 sets, chest A, chest A, B. Uh, that's what you can work your way up to. I generally wouldn't recommend just going 20 sets per week all right off the bat. Uh, you could kind of develop up to 20 sets per week. And if you're let to say, having a hard time progressing in terms of weight or reps, you could drop the sets per week because like I mentioned, more is not better. And that's actually when I really started to kind of break my plateaus more recently in the couple of years, because I was always at like the threshold that had a little bit more actually from some of my coaches me yeah, on more than that and then I had one coach who just changed my perspective completely on that actually I had two coaches they were had the same philosophy it was like you know I'd rather train with full intensity side of things um with everything you've got I was always like one like two sets per exercise and I was like shorter workup but longer rest times but I actually saw more results because they kind of found my sweet spot over there and yeah I was like a lot more rest days like I remember like one coach itself my, my one of my most recent coaches my second last recent coach, very popular dude. He would have me do two on, one off, one on, one off. And that was the least ever trained in my life. But I actually saw really great results, right? I was a bulking side of things. And I saw tremendous results. My numbers were going up every single session. So I have to properly recover. And I, yeah, although the, like, it was, it was more of a mental thing for my head. Cause I'm like, fuck, I'm not training today. And like, you know, cause I used to train uh, seven days a week, twice a day. And the past two as well, and this is the least ever trained and the most amount of experience, you know, I've had in my life in terms of physique wise and training wise. So it felt really off just kind of going so little to the gym or what it felt like super little, but I made mean, it's a lot of progress with him over there. And, uh, my training kind of split right now is a little bit less into the volume side of things a little more frequency because it, i do it more sort from of a mental kind of standpoint but i did lower my overall volume for each kind of workout because i want to be in the gym pretty much every day obviously it can't be uh for getting max results side of things so i kind of manipulate that one using my kind of coaches like blending with my coaches kind of what they did my the past two coaches uh so that's what i'm doing right now but with that being said you guys want to make sure you are recovering properly and Yeah, no, try out less sets in the overall week if you guys aren't really progressing, right? And if those numbers are going up overall, like progressive overloading, then that's a fucking good sign keep it up. Now, with that being said, hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Take care. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Live to Inspire podcast, the number one podcast for men in the 20s trying to lose weight and get abs the first time. My mission is to inspire others to be the best version of themselves to fitness. So if you guys are tuning into this episode and want to lose weight and get your abs showing for the very first time, then DM me the words abs on Instagram at Kevin KevinWu underscore. That is K-E-V-I-N-W-U underscore. And we'll have a chat whether or not I can help you out lose that weight to get your abs showing for the first time. That is the ending of today's episode of the Live to Inspire Podcast. If you learned something today, then make sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss out on an episode. Also, if you leave a written review on this podcast, that would be greatly appreciated because that pushes this podcast to more people just like you.